Welcome to the Orthodox Logos. My name is Ian Silver, and today we have a, a special guest, somebody I've been excited to talk to, and uh, I'm officially meeting for the first time face-to-face. -face. His name is Christian Grimm, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, cool, perfect. And he is uh, he runs the page 13th Vigil. It's a uh, apparel, gear, I don't really know exactly what to call it, Orthodox gear. Uh, he's a father, a barber, a motorcyclist, and Orthodox Christian as well. So today we'll kind of just get into his journey into the ancient faith and chat, chat with him a little bit about, you know, his background and what inspired him to start 13th Vigil and kind of go from there. So how you doing, man? Thank you for uh, being on here. Good, good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, totally. And uh, before we started, I mentioned that, you know, we probably have a lot in common. We're both mm -hmm. motorcyclists and heavily tattooed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure we both love metal music. Yes. And there's probably, um, I don't know, for me personally, it was a little intimidating coming into, into the faith, into the church in general, you know. Uh, why don't you share what it, what it was like for you and a little bit about you, where you're from and how this all started, if you grew up in the church or, or anything like that. I'm like, a, like an 11th generation Texan, so we, we've been here forever. Wow. Uh, what part of Texas uh, are you in, if you don't mind sharing? We're out in Wiley right now. Okay. Kind of northeast, northeast of Dallas. I was born in Fort Worth. Um, we kind of moved over everywhere. I was raised Protestant. Okay. Um, and just, I just got tired. I just got tired of the church. I got tired yeah. of the Jesus concerts. <laughs> I'm like, like, what is this? You didn't, you didn't like the rock bands, the disco lights? No, there's always something, there's always something eating inside of me like I was missing something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I always felt like I could be doing more and doing more. And, you know, you hear the old, the whole thing where you're like, oh, that's performance, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, now that I'm Orthodox, I know that those, you know, the good works that, that are prepared for us, man, that's what I was need to know and that's what i was my heart was wanting to do the traditions and, right right yeah. and i i left the protestant church completely for a couple of years and um oh, mercy. hold on <laughs> and uh sorry Everybody no don't talking. be don't be sorry um it's always that way whenever you're doing something people want to want to blow up your phone <laughs> it's true it's true everybody sits down for a haircut it's like their phones automatic just yep go off it's pretty funny um, but I left church completely, just got tired of it, got tired of the hypocrisy and the, the plastic Christians and stuff like that. And not everybody is no. like that. Not every Protestant is like that. Um, there's definitely some very, some very pious, uh, Protestant yeah. Christians that would probably be more devout than, you know, some Orthodox, but we're all, we're all doing the best we can. I know, I know some men that are 100%, 100% Christian. Like there's no, there's no question about it, but for me i've always been kind of on the outskirts of the world you know i never really like things that were popular i've always been drawn to metal and, and motorcycles my dad was a biker um it's just kind of on the edges of of society on so, the fringe I mean, yeah it was only it was only a matter of time before i fell off into orthodoxy you know <laughs> death to the world that's true just grabbed me and and pulled me in but I remember um, I was at home and it was during the, uh, during the pandemic and I was watching uh, black metal uh, documentaries on YouTube and a picture of a skim a monk came across 
And I was like, whoa, wizard. And then <laughs> I looked and it was like, it, I recognized the symbols on there. And I was like, those are Christian symbols. And then I started researching it. I found the Orthodox Church. I found Eastern Orthodoxy. And I never looked back. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a sim similar, similar story. Um, also, I was born in Texas, Austin, Texas. Nice. So there's another thing we have in common. We're both Texans. And yeah, I, I, I feel you on the um, things just kind of felt empty after a while, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I moved in and out of different denominations and then moved to Sedona and got kind of wrapped up in the woo-woo, uh, like occult, new age, tarot card, crystal crystal stuff and to me i always felt out of place there too because it was just a too much love and light and it, it was another form of something that felt false to me you know yeah because those those you know that type of thing it's where people believe i always have this saying that if your god allows you to do whatever you want that god is you uh -huh. you, you know so pe people kind of live live their life like that but yes yeah, so um you have been orthodox for a year, I think. I think I saw you two. just had your anniversary. Two years. Two years, I think. Two years. A year. Beautiful. Yeah, November. I, I think remember. was November was the anniversary, right? For your baptism. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. And what um what parish? No, you December. Had? December nineteenth. December nineteenth. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Cool. I can't remember. We grab my tea, buddy. We grab my tea. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> And then, so, so you found it, you kind of, like you said, you saw an image of a schema monk and that kind of, uh, that kind of triggered it for you. Cause it had that, mm. it had that look to it. We started yeah. doing some research and do you remember what it was like entering, uh, what type of parish did you attend? And do you remember what it, what it felt like to you? Did you feel out of place or did you feel at home right oh, away? Man. Uh, the, the priest is, he was amazing. Um, he made me feel right at home. He, he answered all my texts. I had all these crazy questions and he answered every single one. And knowing now, you know, how busy some priests are and, and, you know, attending to a whole flock of people, it was, I'll always be grateful. I'll always oh, yeah. be grateful for that. I remember when I, when I first stepped into the church, my son and I shared the same, the same experience when we stepped into the Orthodox church. It's, it's something it was just weighty. It was like a, there was a holiness there that I never, you know, that I had never experienced before. And it was, it was kind of world shattering for me. Um, but then we got to liturgy and I had no idea what to do. <laughs> I didn't know there were books. I didn't know there were books you could read along to. And it was, it was majority of them were. Uh, and everybody's crossing them, crossing themselves a million times. Right. <laughs> right. I had no idea what was going on. I just knew I wanted to do this. So I'm standing in the back. I'm sweating. I don't know what I'm doing. So I pick out like the most humblest, meekest looking woman there. And because she crosses herself and bows more than anybody else. And I'm like, okay, surely she's doing this right. So I just watched her till I got it down, figured it out. <laughs> That's the same thing I did. I kind of, it was weird. Was that during your first liturgy that you started kind of just don't going with it? <laughs> I tried to. I tried yeah. to. Same. It was, it was, uh, it was definitely, de <laughs> it was definitely so different, bad. right? Yeah, it was. It was definitely different. I went up, tried to take communion. I mean, the whole nine yards. <laughs> the whole nine yards. I was up there, and yeah, we're not. Kind of looked at me. He's like, "No, you just, you just kiss the cup." I'm like, "Okay." 
Okay. Yes, what yes, sir. Me, what do you want me to? <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's funny because the, the priest is a, um, he listens, you know, to metal and, and he was born in Texas too. So we, you know, kind of made friends that way. And it was, you know, you could see that twinkle in his eye that nice. he would have cracked up. He wasn't certain Eucharist. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I think the first time I went to a liturgy, I rode, rode my Harley. And I pulled nice. up into the I pulled up into the parking lot solo. I think it was uh, March or or somewhere around there. You know, nice weather, short sleeve shirt, tattoos, and I think and I'm definitely still besides me and my fiance, we're the only ones that I know of. I mean, there are people who have a few tattoos, but it's a Greek church, so um, Greeks are a little bit more not more traditional, but you know, like the old heads, the old older Greek people. Yeah. No, tat no tattoos, none of that. Yeah, I mean, not at all. I nope. I remember I got there 30 minutes early. It was just me and the priest, who's now my spiritual father, and uh, the greeter. Her name's Tula, and it was it was weird. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I should shake his hand, kiss his hand, and I, I you know I go up for a handshake and a hug, and it's just kind of yeah. kind of weird, kind of weird. But he talked to me for 30 minutes and got my background, and I think actually I went for vespers first and that's cool and vespers is still to me definitely more it's definitely more unique than i guess they're different in a way but vespers to me was a shock too you know right i had i had no idea what i was getting myself into at all but then i just started going started watching youtube videos reading the books and man changed changed my whole life i didn't think i could ever it's like a for me, I feel like it's every little bit of truth that you were looking for and all the other other things all encompassed into one one thing, you know? Right. Right. And it was like it was like Christianity and HD all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. And there's a, a kid at our church. Um, it's my my fiance's godmother's son. He's young, but they they visited one of their family members, you know, like a mega church. And he said, he said to her, she said, Oh, well, well how's your church? And he said, well, it's boring, but it's holy. And, <laughs> you know, he's like eight, he's like eight years old, and that's perfect though. I mean, because sometimes it's it's boring. I can understand that how yeah. kids could definitely think it's boring. But he said, but at least it's holy. And she said, right. oh, wow, okay. You know, he so said we don't have a rock band. You know, we, we've been sing, singing the same hymns for thousands of years, so it's it's boring, but <laughs> but it's but it's holy. So yeah, kids always have a funny way of of putting things. You know. Oh man, yeah, so. it's true. So it's true. that was one of the things I liked about about the church was that everybody was, everybody's in there. The babies, yeah. the like, the kids, like everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know what to make of it at first because I mean we we'd always separate in the Protestant churches. You know, kids would go here, and over here, because it's a distraction to them. You know. Right. But then, after I got used to it, it was it was weird not seeing kids in church. Yeah. You know what I mean, and. Uh, I don't know. That's cool. I love it. Especially what I what I've realized is that when kids are acting up in in service, what they're doing is they're just acting out how we are in our head. You know, like we can control what's going on mm -hmm. in our head and not act out, and they don't. They're just because right. I guarantee if I acted out the way my brain was spinning in service, I'd be doing the same thing as them, screaming and and going crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just I don't gotta have read it. along. I gotta yeah. read along, dude, or I'll get I'll get like distracted. I'll be way off focus if I don't do it. The funny thing is, is that if we if we show up to liturgy late, 
it's funny to try to watch me like figure out what page we're on where, where you're at <laughs> like what are we doing are we doing the which liturgy are we doing yeah it's pretty it's pretty so funny. are you are you in uh russian no we're in oca uh OCA, happen to be a lot of happen to be Russians. a lot of russian um people at that parish i'm at the main parish now uh saint seraphim down in dallas wow beautiful and that's a i mean it's mixed um but we've only been twice so far so i don't know a whole lot of people cool. only know a couple and then i've seen that you visited a few skeets or maybe just a, a couple right yeah i went to idaho to visit uh, a friend of mine up there and um oh, i forget the name of the monastery but we went to a monastery and a skeet up there and man it was it was awesome it was really cool did you do some reading did I do reading? Yeah, like chanting or reading? Oh, no. No. No, I just helped serve in the liturgy. Cool. cool. Um, yeah, was, uh, we went to, he's Antioch, he's a father deacon in the Antiochian church. And we went in there and uh, he's like, Do you want to serve? I'm like, Sure. <laughs> and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, that's. But even though, even though I didn't know what I was doing and being in there and, and being a part of the great procession and, and, the seeing what happens behind you know behind the scenes it's it's crazy spiritual stuff yeah and like yeah. You, i mean it's it's just amazing you know what i mean and that kind of overshadowed any kind of awkwardness i have that's and that's my life in orthodoxy like any kind of awkwardness i had in the beginning all the spiritual stuff is has just overshadowed it yes yeah, you're finally home yeah 100 percent Oh. The thing that sealed me on it was was like the lives of the elders and the saints, and and I started reading about. It. I mean, you you're reading like like all the rich young rulers that actually did sell their stuff and follow Christ. Like they're all in the church. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you read about Elder Frame and and Father Seraphim Rose and, and like all the uh, you know all the ones that everybody usually runs into first and and you see people that that live for christ you see people that have forsaken everything for christ and yeah. i was like if these if these type of people if these type of men and women you know like mother gorilla and, and stuff like that if these type of men and women are this church's you know elders and 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 leaders there's something about it then i'm 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 it like this is yeah. it yeah i'm here it's, it's funny you that know? you mentioned uh father seraphim rose and elder ephraim because they're obviously two of two of my favorite saints and we live close to the monastery we just went to elder ephraim's memorial and today is actually his two day uh two year um you know this is the second year after his repose but there there's also a lot of controversy you know around them because because yeah. of some of the because they were so devout and so serious and it seems like that kind of thing you know can in a way deter people or or i guess what it is is Whenever you are that close to God, you're going to have, you know, demonic and spiritual attacks on you because oh, yeah. that's just, that's just what, what happens. Mm. So, so what was the first um, book that you read? Do you remember? Um, it was the human heart book by, um, by father Rose. Revelation. Revelation. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. One. That one. Mm -hmm. yeah that one 
Yeah, those little dude, it's deep yeah. for what's like sixty yeah. pages, and it's just like okay. They got it. Yeah. They got in from Amazon, and I I pulled it out, and I was like, for real, like this is it. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. And then I just started like I just went nuts. That was the, the first the first book, book I the first book I read was I didn't even finish it because I started it before I was even a catechumen was um, the Soul After Death by Father Seraphim Rose. Nice. Uh, I'll tell you that that one just was a little, a little, still a little too much for me. You know, the toll house, the toll houses, and yeah, it go. It's just, but it, it like it uh, sealed things for me. I was like, this is deeper than anything. It talks about out of body experiences and near death experiences and and Ooh. dreaming and all the stuff that I've had questions to for for such a long time. And and just the way he talks about things is, it's like you're talking to a friend. Yeah. You know? And he was under 100%. Alan Watts. I'm sure you know that, right? Well, or he mm-hmm. studied, which is such a trip to me, you know, and, and he was just ser- searching for more and realized that you couldn't really find it in the West. Yeah. And who's, uh, I wanted to ask you, who is your uh, patron saint? Who's your saint? Did you, what was your baptismal name? Um, Christian. Christian. Sweet. So I got to, yeah. So that is, that is, that yeah. is your name and you got to keep it. Yeah. Sweet. And there, which, there, which, which saint is that after? Or is it just a Christ. biblical? Oh, well, there you go. Christian means, <laughs> Christian literally means little Christ. And I've located with so many priests and, and, and the bishop and, and stuff like that. And, but I've gotten mixed reviews back. Like people are like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, what? I got a, I got a like, blessing. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know the rules. Um, wow. There are saints that I, that I, that I was drawn to immediately, uh, St. Marina, St. Onufrius, um, wow. St. Joseph and St. Moses. St. Marina, Marina, Marina is the one, the, I think you have, you, you used, you have a shirt with uh-huh. her, with her, right? Right. And she's like beating the devil with the cross. Well, yeah, with a cross. And then, uh, there's another one with her and a hammer. That's and about I, as metal, that's about as metal as you can get. I got- didn't know who she was at first and i was like that's the most metal right i was like that's the most metal thing i've ever seen in my life and then and then i read about her and i read of you know i read the stories and and stuff like that and then which prompted me to read more about the female saints the female martyrs and the mothers in the church and stuff like that and uh, which ultimately led me to you know reading and studying about theotokos um and all these women are just tough as nails I know. And it's, it's kind of, it's weird because a lot of people, when they, when you tell them you're a Christian, you know, obviously sometimes, I mean, leading with, I'm an Orthodox Christian, people are like, well, what's that? So sometimes you just tell people I'm a Christian and, you know, a lot of their perceptions are like, oh, you guys are, you know, you hate women and, and all these things and all these things. And they don't realize, you know, that we magnify women and women have just as an important role, if not a more important role in the church you know, than we do. They're like, oh, well, you don't, you don't have any women priests. Well, that's, you know, this goes back to, this goes back to biblical traditions, you know, mosaic, you know, Abrahamic law and all that. So we have diakonesses, but diakonesses, however you say it. Deaconesses. Um, yeah. yeah. Once again, everybody, we're not clergy. We're just some, uh, no. sim- sim- <laughs> simple laymen. So anything we say, uh, you know, talk to your spiritual father. hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, the um, women, the women martyrs, their, their, their stories are so intense. You know, uh, Sierra, yeah. my fiance, she took Anastasia uh, nice. of, Ser- of Serbia and the story with her, with, you know, her breasts being cut off and being burned and just like, mm-hmm. 
it's it just, nuts, dude. Dude, it's intense and it's it's weird. We're we're facing, you know, in the in the world we're living in now, we're facing a different type of persecution. It's, it's not so much physical, but I even just feel walking down the street, people see me with my cross and you you get those eyes and, and you're being persecuted in a different way. Right. But some something that the church teaches that is that we do not fear persecution. We've been persecuted for thousands of years. And it it usually makes the church stronger if you, you know if you think about the Bolshevik Revolution in russia how long that went on for and you know them having to do underground churches and serve communion in secret and grandmothers teaching their grandbabies how to be orthodox christians you know in a basement and it's right. it's like it's like a revival you know and i feel like i see that going on it's beautiful and you know glory to god i see a lot of people leaving the protestant movement the new age movement and yeah you know it, it at, at one point i knew i knew i was kind of part of part of that movement and i was like am i just is this just like another you know train i felt like i, I was unsure i was like am i just hopping on another train like you know right. how much how long am i going to be doing this and then like you said there's just certain things that once you experience it in the parish that's it you if you go back right. what are you going what are you going back to right well like you can trace the whole you trace the whole church back to yep i mean christ Yep. So it's like, there's nothing, there's nothing to go back to. I, yeah. I, you know, I started reading, you know, reading up on the heresies and, and reading Irenaeus and, and reading all this stuff. And, and once I started finding out and visualizing like everything that's tried to come into the church and tried to attack the church, you know, on down through right now, yeah. it's just, it's nuts, but it's closing, closing down the church, but keep, keeping strip clubs open. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> a little bit a little bit i don't know like, like uh but it's weird to me like the the things that are going on today are weird to me it's like it's like people are are purposefully blinding themselves to the blatantly obvious truths that are happening. yeah you know what i mean yeah and i'm like i'm like i'm either gonna be martyred or i'm gonna facepalm myself to death like <laughs> that's what's gonna happen <laughs> i can't stand it i'm like what what how do you think like that that's i don't know i don't know but like the it's happened time and time again in different cultures and and the elite rules funnels down to the people what they want them to hear and believe and exactly even even within the church, happening even within right? churches you know yeah and that's that's just something that but what it is it's it's people and not not us, I'm not saying us specifically, people like us, the lay people who who really are the glue, you know, when things start going right. wrong and we're the ones who are supposed to speak up and it's not always easy, but yeah, right. I agree with you, I, I agree with you, I agree with you. There's a lot of ecumenism, I don't know how to yeah. say it, there's a lot of that happening. Um, it's, a, it's a really weird time to become orthodox. Yeah, it's a great time, you know what I mean? it's a, but, it's, but it's a weird time. A great time. But it's, yeah, because like you're you're like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this person. Oh crap, what are they doing? Yeah. And but I talked to uh I didn't talk to, I listened to uh uh I forget his name. He's in he's in Greece and he's like, listen to the Saints. Father Peter Hears? No. Yeah. This is uh Neo Neophytomorphic. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's like, listen to the Saints. Yeah, there you go. He's like I'm, the the bishops can lead you astray, priests can lead you astray. He didn't say they were or they would. He just said can. that's a possibility. And he's like, you know who won't lead you astray? The saints. The saints. 
exactly. what they've said and, and exactly. how they have, have put it. And like I've read so many things about the modern the modern age and, and the modern medical age and things like that from, you know, holy fathers who have passed. You know, 10, 15 ones that years ago, saints, prophecies. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to listen to anything else. Yeah. I and, actually, uh, I met Father Peter Hears this last weekend. Nice. Yeah. Just, I saw him. He was at the memorial. I saw him from afar and I wasn't completely sure if it was him. And I, I went up and talked to him and that's the same, that's the same thing he said. We had a brief conversation about uh, the zine and, and some other little things. And he said, just listen to the saints. He said, what did he ask me? Like, what am I reading? And just keep listening to the saints, even the modern saints. He said the contemporary saints, you know, you can go back right. a thousand years and that's great. That's edifying, you know, but you know, the modern saints, you know, father Seraphim Rose and because it's they're they know exactly, they saw what was going to happen, you know, as it was unfolding. Right. St. Passios is a, is a big one for me. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of the things that he said, I'm, I'm like, okay. Yes, it's it's hap it's it's kind of happening. It so is. I was gonna I was it gonna is. I was gonna ask you um, about Thirteenth Vigil. I got I gotta say honestly, by far my my favorite stuff I've ever seen. And uh, Thanks, you know, no lie, you and the, uh, Death to the World have been a, a big inspiration because I didn't know anything like that existed. You know, I had yeah, no idea it, uh... that anything like that existed. So tell tell me about that. Was that just is that a culmination of, you know, your background and some inspiration or? Um, are you a, des are you a designer person. by nature? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So I like, I like doing art. I do oil painting all the way to working on Procreate on the iPad, like everything in between. Um, but when I found, um, I was watching an interview with the guy from uh, Crimson Moonlight. Okay. That that black metal band, I think from Sweden, um, and he's Orthodox and he had this shirt on and said death to the world. And I was like, uh, like, that was it. As <laughs> soon as I looked it up, like that was it. I was like, Oh, I was like all of this, all of the saints and, and everything I've learned thus far and this stuff, <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is where I need to be. But, and, and I saw it and I, I mean, I ordered, the magazines i bought the downloads i got t-shirts and and just read over the whole website and, and yeah shout out to being... death death to the world oh they're, yeah 100 old school and they're they're coming back they're too, coming, coming, coming back hard mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and um it's just it's awesome in that and before i started mine i i had talked to him and 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 explained or kind of just made sure within myself, like, this is the direction I want to go, you know, but I don't want you to feel like I'm stepping on toes or I don't want you to feel yeah. like, like I'm doing, I don't want you to feel like I'm a competition. Yeah. And I probably got on his nerves because I asked him like three or four times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just trying <laughs> to get, you know, trying to make sure that it was okay for, with him, because if it wasn't, I was never going to do it. Father John? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And I was like, I just, I went from there and we talked and, but I wanted he, the direction. He's so chill too. Oh dude. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's not affecting, it's not affecting him. We're, you know, if we're going to use our skills and our, our talents to glorify God, mm -hmm. you know, 
people, yeah. people, people came at me and I, I know we've talked about this and you, you've, you've been there whenever I've been going through, uh, you know, some little things here and there. And I appreciate that. And, that. You know, yeah, people, yeah. people, people will come at you and if they don't necessarily know, you know, your intention, you know, we're not Joel, we're not Joel Olstein's here. You know, we're not, <laughs> no. we're not, I don't have $600,000 hidden in my, my bathroom wall. I'm, I'm not in this for, to make money. I want right. to, I want to use my skills for something good and, you know, potentially, be able to I, I have a very small parish i mean tiny tiny parish 50 people maybe yes. less sometimes so you know whatever i can do to to help with that and right. so that's that was kind of my motivation i was like i was doing all this stuff design work and photos and i just i just felt burnt out i felt like i didn't have a purpose for it i was taking photos of things that you know weren't very godly mm. just to say the least so i just i felt I felt called to use my skills for something else and you and death to the world really, really inspired me. And I was like, Oh man, this is, Ooh. this is, this is fun. And it, it's nice to be able to create, you know, and it, it inspires oh, yeah. you to inspires you to read more. You find, you find a story and then you start creating and it just kind of keeps, it keeps going. That's true. Um, but yeah. If nobody's checked out your stuff, um, I'll link it as well. 13th vigil. It's, it's amazing, man. I really love it. I need to, I need to stop stop being stingy and, and just buy some, <laughs> and buy some gear. Thanks but, dude. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate it. It's pretty, it's pretty metal focused. I mean, it's yeah. What's the reaction been? Does anybody at your parish? what is people at your parish or people that you know in the church? What do people usually think? My priest loved it. Sweet. My priest loved it. Um, there's a couple designs that people are like, no, I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but everything, even, even like the black metal aesthetic stuff is everybody everybody's liked it i try to do stuff that that's i don't know pretty pretty forward yeah but my the whole goal for for me was to make people wonder what it is and ask about it you know yeah like, what like is, when what you is walk that? when you're walking down the street what's that say who's that right so if you're over in europe or greece like everybody knows yeah but here in in Texas and Murder City or Punky Town or <laughs> if whatever, it's, if it's not a Trump, it's not a Trump shirt. Pretty much, not gonna, they're not gonna know what pretty it is. Much. And <laughs> like, I want people, I want people to be like, "What is that?" You know, and who is that? You know, if there's it's almost a way of, of uh, evangelizing. Like you know, right, right. You know, without standing on the street corners, just every that's another reason I like it, and I want people to check it out because it's it's everyday wear that you know you'll get questions for sure. I oh. did a. I have the Silouan shirt that, that I made and I've had people ask me, who's that? What's that mean? And then you get into a conversation and next thing you know, I've had people email me that I've met on the street and ask me what they should read or what parish they should go to. And mm -hmm. it's a great conversation starter. Cause I mean, everybody, everybody should know. Everybody needs to know. Yeah. Everybody needs to know the truth because in Protestantism, like I've never studied church history. I never studied about Mary. Yeah. They don't, they don't talk about, about it. It's the, it's the Bible and that's it. And, and and it's it's yeah <laughs> if, yeah unless you talk to somebody like who who is is legit you know then it's all solo scriptura and and all the crazy tulip people yeah and, and that's I'm not like, to, no. that's not to say we don't take the bible very serious or that's not you know that's right. a huge huge part of our life there's every day we have we a do. daily we have a daily reading but you know, we also focus on the people who, who lived it. Right. And there's so much of, of, of 
church history that's not in the Bible. Yeah. Like I had no idea the the monastery of Sinai was, was there. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I had no idea that there was a bush that was living off the root system of the burning bush there. Yeah. Uh, well, there's actually there well, there's actually one here at um, St. Anthony's. Like I didn't know that there were pieces of the cross. Yeah, we do you, you have one I mean? at your parish? No. We have like the tiniest little piece. We might, well, parish. we might I'd have to I have to double check before I yeah. say no, I have to double check. But like I didn't know any of that stuff. I didn't know what relics were, you know, and and when I started finding these things and I started I started realizing, you know, that these things were still around, it, it just dawned on me. Like, of course the church is gonna take care of this stuff. It's important, yeah. you know. And, for and even, whatever even reason, when things are lost, they somehow get them back. Right. And for whatever reason, like, they just don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I agree. Why not? Like, that changed my life. You know what I mean? Because you're able to, it, it just, like I said, it's it's Christianity in, in, in high def. And yeah. every every little hole that I, I ever had in my faith was, was all filled. And once you I think you know it all, or you know enough. There you go. Pick up, just pick up another, oh, go, to, go to another different service, go to a different parish, it's different true. monastery, you know? So it's very, it's very, it's edifying. True. I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to get through the Orthodox survival guide. Like, yeah. and every time I open that book, I'm like, I don't know anything. Like not, but it doesn't yes. even matter. Like the, the, it doesn't matter the, the father that you read, like you can read a genius, like, like, you know, father Rose, or you can read somebody like, like St. Joseph, the Hesychast who never went to school. And it's yeah. that that spiritual weightiness and uh, all of that good guidance and, and stuff like that is all there, and it's all the same. And uh, and I sit there and I'm I'm still yeah. like, oh no, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grace grace has no age or or you know, it's just it comes it comes to people. That's Ooh. you know, that's Glory up to, to God. That's up for up for God to decide. Well, I, I had a I had a personal question. Uh, what what do you ride? Um, I had a Road King. Nice. Um, but I didn't like it. Lazy so, boy on wheels. You would think that. You would think that, but I I prospected on a Dyna, and that thing was stage two, and it it was it been thrown on the Dyno jet, and it it had pipes, you know, the whole nine yards, and uh, but I was getting a little too old for a Dyna, you know. So I opted for the touring bike and I, yeah, I tried to ride it. I just, I didn't like it. Nice. I didn't like it. Now I want to get into a, uh, any kind of soft tail, like nice. an older soft tail would be cool. Cause I just, I like, I like just plain old classic bikes. Yeah. You know, like I want something old school, you know what I mean? And yeah, I got, I got a 97 Sportster. So it's a girl's bike technically people say, <laughs> but I'm, I mean, do you want to see me try to lift a road King? It's not going to be pretty. It's a lot easier you think. A lot easier <laughs> you think. All my brothers ride ride big touring bikes, and they're all just beautiful machines. Every single one of them, the paint and and all that stuff. But I think that I got used to like not having a windshield, having a light bike, and stuff like that. And then I kind of just stick with it. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to ask you. I'm sure a lot of people aren't as interested as me, but. If we if we get cut off, I did have a few more questions. So if we get cut off because uh, I didn't know Zoom only worked like that, I wanted to ask you about the motorcycle club uh, that yep. that that you're part of. How did you how did you find that? Was that prior to Orthodoxy? And 
you know? Yeah, that was prior to orthodoxy. Um, how did that happen? And share what you can. I know you guys are a brotherhood and I know you're not doing anything weird, but, you know, share what you can. I met, um, I met the president and it, it hit me like. Are you allowed to say the I, name? Huh? Are you allowed to say the name? Yes, Christian is okay. in the sea. Cool. Um, when I met the president, the same thing hit me like did whenever I started reading about the early fathers and stuff like and that. This was after you left Hell's Angels, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just <funny. kidding. laughs> and and I was like, this dude, like you just tell that he loves Christ, you know. Beautiful. And then you find out his background. And then that kind of magnifies the fruits of the spirit that he carries with him everywhere he goes. And I was like, this is awesome. And I wanted, I was looking for, I was looking for a brotherhood because I knew I was missing something. And I knew I wasn't finding that in a church, you know, because I wanted something real. I wanted something for men. And I wanted other people to ride bikes with. Yeah. And I didn't know that I would find it in an outlaw MC. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, if you would have asked me, like, I, I probably wouldn't have even guessed that I'd be wearing a diamond 13, you know? Um, but now that I know what it means and, and what it means to our brotherhood and things like that, it's being an outlaw is something that death to the world that will always be a part of me, you know, always, always. And, yeah. um, like I, I know these men, these men will lay down their life for me. And in a heartbeat, a split second. But the hard thing is, is when you have to live for your brother and monastics know this is when your brother has to rebuke you or when your brother has to, you know, call you out on your you, you, like, call you out on your heresies. Right. Like we don't do that a lot, you know, but if something is obvious, you know, we're like, ah, it's probably not a good idea. You know what I mean? But iron sharpening iron, it never feels good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you love your brother enough and you think less of yourself than you do of him then it's easy you know to do that it doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't hurt you know but it's easy so i found out what it means to not just die for your brother but to live for your brother too and uh i think that's something that definitely western christianity is missing um but i think uh i think a lot of dudes in general just don't know they don't know what it's like yeah. And I think everybody should. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I didn't have, I grew up in a rough area too. And, you know, I've shared that with people before and I've had some situations where it was uh, pretty rough. We don't really have yeah. to have to go into that stuff, but yeah, I, I think, um, I think that's awesome. Are any of them Orthodox? Have any of them come to liturgy or come to any services? No. Um we did have a hang around who uh i can't remember if he was just a hang around if he was an official hang around or not but he uh he became orthodox cool. and he started going to my parish in catacumen um the whole nine and i it was funny i had gone to a, a a protestant bible study and he's like man i i agree with the stuff you said it makes sense i'm gonna start looking into it 
And uh, he said that um, his family is from the Ukraine. I was like, so well, you probably big, not going to have to look far to find it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he came to the church and, and, and he loves it. He loves it. But the, the rest of my brothers are, no, they're no, they're no Orthodox. But like, like we said earlier, I'm sure they're, you know, as, you know, as Christian as, as, as the next one, you know, they are, they are, they are definitely rough around the edges. Um, <laughs> there is an Orthodox MC somewhere up North. I've talked to the guy a couple times and uh solid, solid dude. But I, I mean, I can't remember the name of the MC to save my life, but there. Is that where you got the 13 for the 13th vigil for? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. part of it. Um, yeah. and then my mom was, my mom was born on the 13th. Cool. So there's some, you know, it holds, it holds some value. It means something to you. Yeah. I, uh, the 13th vigil, I named it after, after I read about, uh, St. Joseph the Hesychast and he, he had a super strict ascetic life and I would read about these deep night vigils. Yeah. So the 13th hour and, and, and stuff like that, you know, he would be praying and, and how he, he would, you know, he physically lunging at demons and, and not sleeping in a bed. Right. Like his whole life. And I'm like, I'm like, that's where, that's where the battles go down. Yeah. You know, that's where you battle your passions. That's where, that's where you die to yourself. You know, that's yeah. where you remember how mortal you are and you can remember death is in those, those deep night vigils. And uh, so I named it that. That was another thing that drew me to orthodoxy was our, you know, we, it's death is not taboo. Right. You know, it's, I think I can't remember what saint says it, but the job of a Christian is to be preparing for death. Yep. And I think, I can't remember who exactly who said that. I know you've, I think you've posted it or used it somewhere as well. And mm. it's, it's, you know. I can't remember it. Yeah. As soon as the meeting's over, I'll remember though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's beautiful because uh, Sierra, my fiance, she lost her brother, best friend, and grandfather all in one year. So she was struggling oh, with trying to find any meaning to anything. And I went to service a couple of weeks, maybe a month prior to her joining. And I just told her, I said, hey, look, uh, I'm going to be with you regardless, but this is it. You know, right. these questions you have answers to, you know, if it's not an answer right now, I can, I can assure you that it'll ease, it'll ease your pain. And I know some, I know that's, that's the same thing with like a lot of Protestants, you know, they cling, cling to the cross because they're tired and lost, but right. we have such a rich history and tradition behind all that, you know, metaphysically and spiritually that mm. we can actually, we can get a little deeper with, with things. It's true. It's true. The depths of orthodoxy are, are pretty incredible. Well, let's see. Um, I think we're probably going to get cut off by zoom. I don't know how it let us, uh -oh. It's been 47 minutes. Nice. So it let us go. It still says, still says recording, but um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything that you want to let people know, or if, if there's anything you uh, had on your mind, not, not to put you on the spot, but. Ooh, um... <laughs> and I did. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really. Yeah. Um... Well, I'll tell people that once again, just go, go check out, go check out the website get some gear, share it with your friends, you know, and your Instagram is, uh, I'll put that in the, in the link as well. Cool. I love this. I love the stuff you post on there. It's super metal, very edifying, very orthodox. 
you know, my thing a, is just to let let people know yeah you know what i mean well, we're supposed to be and, salt, salt and light right you know right let people know about your actions and and uh don't be a clinging symbol it's annoying yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like it well i just wanted to say a, a thank you again man for for every time i've yeah. reached out to reached out to you you've always been very humble and you know you've answered my questions and you've supported me on some some stuff when I was going through it. So it, it meant a lot because there's, there's a lot of moments, especially when you're just entering the church, you know, every, 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 every uh, path in life has those people that want to bring you down. And, you right. know, one thing we just have to remember is that we're reflections of each other. And um, I've had, to, I've had to learn to ask for forgiveness from them, even though I feel, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like forgive me a sinner. When right. somebody does something to you, it's 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 usually you know a reflection of something you've done or you will do. So you know, it's true. So yeah, man, always, I, look at, always look at everybody is better than yourself. That's yeah. true. So well, That's I wanted true. to thank you, thank you again, man. Uh, yeah, means, for sure. It, it means a lot. We'll have to do this again once the channel once the channel picks up a little bit. We can we can do like a part two and catch okay. up again. But uh, yeah, thanks, Christian. I, I appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, man. we'll talk soon. All right, cool. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye.